Techno King would say, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. That's right, welcome to the first episode of House Jack City's Backstage. I'm your host, Rob Eggers, or as many know me as, Dr. Bass. Welcome to the show, everybody. I have an amazing first episode planned for everyone as we go right into the nightlife. Putting you on the list, getting you VIP access as we go backstage. That's right, and what a VIP pass we have for everyone today. I have G. Cavelli on the show, just launching GR record, uh, GLR Records. Excuse me. G. Cavelli, what's up, my brother? What's Welcome going on? Welcome to the brother? first episode, baby. Man, thank Woo. you. I, I, thank you, brother. When you called me, man, I was like very, I was very you know, blessed that uh, you asked me to be on the first episode, man. Thanks, so man. hopped on a plane from South Florida and had to come back to Chi-Town. So. I love it. I love it. We'll get right into it. Hey, listen, it's unfiltered. So if, if, if you can't deal with, you know, the F word, can you say it? Just say fuck. All right. If you can't handle fuck, shit, ass, even some titties, I mean, you, you and, might want to shut it off right now. This show's there, not Anyone familiar. that knows G, there's going to be a lot of titties involved. <laughs> and a lot of fucking, let me tell you. So, I mean, we're not, we're, we're not aiming to go, you know, uh, deep to where we're going to be saying the F word every time. But hey, there's some stories that you just have to emphasis. You have to say the F word to put some emphasis on the story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And oh, we, we have to do something real quick. This, this, is the, this is the sound that everybody that comes and hangs with GCP, they hate to hear. <laughs> that means they're drinking too slow. Yep. And you know what that means? You're getting a G-bomb. You're getting another G-bomb. Backing it up. <laughs> Uh, so what we got going on is we're going to talk a lot about how G started in the industry, how we met, because it was really cool how we met. And I wish our, our other brother was here, Kid Rec, because he could tell you too, because that's how you met us. You met yeah. us both yep. at uh, Fire and Ice yep. Yeah, with Georgie. Yep. So we got, we got a story on that one. Um, we're going to talk about, the, you know, we just talked about the G-bombs. We mentioned that. 
We're going to talk about how they were created. And you told me a story off the air before we started. Uh, the creator of the G-Bomb is going to be out there tonight. Yeah, yeah. she. Yeah, actually, the the, the bartender that, uh, that created the G-Bomb, you know, I was giving her props tonight. That's awesome. So, you know, that's something that I, I, I you, like I said, you told me a little bit of, of off the air, but man, I can't wait for everyone to hear that story how the G-Bombs were uh, created. And then we're going to give some advice to some of the newcomers in the industry. Very important. I, I think this is uh, a segment where everyone wants to kind of tune in, listen to. If you're a new DJ or wanting to become a DJ or producer for that matter, of any type of artist, even if you're a vocalist, you might want to hear some advice that GCP is going to give out to everyone later in the show. Um, I'm also going to give out some of my experiences that actually just occurred not too long ago. Can't name any names, but, uh, you know. Certain situation is going to get exposed. I, I just I just can't hold back anymore. And that's that's the that's the unfiltered part of the show, baby. And um, um, also, you know, another thing we're going to talk about is contracts, and that kind of gets into newcomers' advice as well. And then demos. We're going to talk about demos. I mean, yeah. you just started GLR Records, so yeah. you're probably going to be looking for some demos out there. For sure, we'll get into that. You can give the info out to some of the newcomers' vocalists. You can tell everybody what you're looking for, and then uh, we're going to play a game called Would You Rather. Oh God! <laughs> and it's it's not like uh, for the people that saw the the uh, pregame uh, video on Facebook. Yeah, and she got nervous really quick when he mentioned that <laughs> off the cuff. I was like, uh oh. All right, so let's get right into it, man. Welcome. Let's do it, brother. Welcome again, man. I, I'm, so, I, I'm just I'm so just happy so to be pumped. here, man. I'm not happy about the uh, 20 degree weather. You know, yeah, I left, I know. I left 75 and sunny in, in in the beaches, but yeah. I, I, but I'm I'm glad to be with you, brother. Glad to be here, and, and I appreciate you inviting me to be the. Uh, uh, be on the first show and it's uh it's an honor for me so thanks man i really appreciate it and uh you know why don't we get into that right away how okay. did we meet let's go all the way back to 2004 2005 oh, yeah we were only 12 <laughs> <laughs> base i gotta help you here yeah, you know you know so we gotta we gotta, right. we gotta sell records yes. we gotta do shows we were only 12 when we were we were kids we're young kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were young kids, absolutely. We were we're still sucking on some um, yeah, yeah. suppliers. For sure, know? for sure. But yeah, we go all the way back to 2004, 2005, and uh, you happened to run into us, me and Kid Rec. Yep. As I mentioned, we started Structured Music, and I'll talk a little bit about that on, the, on a, either this show or a solo show I do here in the future, how Structured mu- Music started. But you know all about that. Me yeah, and Kid yeah. Rec were, were DJing on vinyl. Back in the day, know, yeah. we were one of the last DJs to really, you know, push it with uh, the records because, you know, the CDJs just came out not too long. Right, right. And everyone was starting to switch over to CDs, man. USBs weren't even out yet. Yeah. yeah. And everyone was playing the CDs. Me and Rec coming in with, with the... Uh, ten crates. Ten crates of records. Yeah. You know, got Rec scratching, as always. And we, we had our little fan base, man, back in the day. And then you came out and you offered us G-bombs. That's I think I think that's how the deal was, started, right? I think that's when it was and introduced. Anybody that's listening to this show right now is going to tell you it always starts with a G bomb. It always starts with a G bomb, baby. <laughs> Any that, good contract negotiation starts with a G bomb. Absolutely, it, it, that's that's where it starts, and that's what we're drinking right now. Let's go ahead and give the tingle one God more bless. time, everybody. There you go. So going back to Fire and Ice, we uh, you guys came in, you and Georgie. Yep, and uh, we. We're DJing. You're like, man, who are, who are these guys? And kind of explain a little bit, you know, how it went down. I mean, I know it's kind of vague because a lot of G-bombs were taken over the years. But yeah. I, I remember the initial meeting place, put it that way. Well, we, we talked about, because we, we had, uh, 
you know, Fire and Ice was going on. You guys were doing Fire and Ice, mm-hmm. but we had the buzz thing coming up. Yes. You know, and uh, I had just signed with Georgie, and, uh, you know, we were we were getting ready to do this downtown nightclub that was called uh, Buzz, mm-hmm. and everybody that is in the business, well, that's been in the business a while, is going to be like, oh, was my Lake, God. Was it Lake and Erie? I remember that yeah. place. Yeah, it was right by Spy Bar. Yeah, and, and everyone remembers Coyote Ugly back in the day. That's yeah, it was right was, next to Coyote Ugly. Right next, and we would yep. go in there. Yeah. Right before we go into Buzz, and we watch it go crazy. And they were only open till midnight. Yeah, yep, yep. Only Coyote was. Everyone would come and over to Buzz. And then everyone would come to Buzz, yeah. And, uh, you know, Georgie was cutting a deal. For, it was my first deal with Georgie, and he was cutting He was cutting a deal. And uh, he paired me up with Terry Bristol. And, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody knows who Terry Bristol is. And and, and shout out to Terry. She, you know, she's going through some things right now. Yes medically and you know our prayers are with her and definitely and she's our girl man she is and we're fighting for her man she's yeah. a, she's a strong woman she's our girl and uh she's gonna she's gonna fight through all this and uh not gonna give too much away if you're following her you might know what's going on uh, but terry we have you in our thoughts mm-hmm. and prayers and keep smiling and keep playing and, and she does beats. man she is such a warrior i've seen her fight through so much so uh, anyway so he was pairing me up with terry and you know for me terry was very you know avant-garde at that mm. time she had done crowbar and i was a more soulful Southside dj you know like i wasn't sure how this was gonna mix and uh you know georgie knew he had the vision he said no no no, it, this is gonna go good this, i got you and so um you know he paired us up and we did really well and then we started talking about we were doing really well and buzz started really taking off and then georgie was like you know we really need to get some openers because we can't you know blow our load for any, Correct, yeah. for like any other I, I don't know what else to say out, yeah. I got a couple of G-bomb I don't know what else to say <laughs> but we can't blow our load here and have no. Terry and G just you know get on stage we need some openers and I said hey I, you know those cats we met Structure Music I really love their vibe, man, and I really love what they bring to the table and they're 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 pure and they're genuine and you know they, they you know they mix they're live mixers they don't they don't use any programs you know and they they really like mix live i said those are the guys that those are the cats we need to bring in you know because they're the young there's they're the new they're the next generation and so you know we talked and we brought georgie into the mix and uh he sealed the deal next thing you know you guys were a buzz with us and it, it was history after that it was it was fantastic then moving forward to buzz and uh that was we we had buzz there for about almost two years am i correct yeah 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 it was like 2005 close to 2007 and at that time I started Blur in 2007. You did. I think we're just did, finishing yep. up Buzz. Um, but, you know, it, it, it really made my personal career lift off. And I, I can't personally thank you enough for that. And a lot of people need to know that, um, that know me, is, man, how did you start? Because, obviously, over the years, um, it was a blur. Mm-hmm. You know it was coming. No reference. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> no, no pun intended. I said oxymoron. Dumbass. These G-bombs are getting to me already, G. We're only, uh, what, tw- almost 12 minutes into the show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, you keep drinking G-bombs, you're going to think you're 55 minutes into the show. <laughs> so, I mean, going to Buzz was a phenomenal experience. I thought the uh, bartenders, the, the bartending staff there was phenomenal. Oh, the ice sculptures, anyone that remembers uh, the ice sculpture uh, shots that were being done, and there's a new ice sculpture every week. It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the the actual floor itself, the sound system was great. The VIP area was phenomenal. We had a, a 150. It was it was a great run, bro. Coming out, great it was run. a great run. It was great a great time run. in the industry. The industry was popping. It's when like MySpace was 
you know, around. Yeah, and yeah. That was, you had to literally go out and flyer. You had to put yeah, flyers on yeah. the cars. And, and I remember, dude, I mean, the reality of it is when we took that club over on a Friday, Saturday, if they had 200 people, they were lucky. Yeah. Uh, when we when we took over with Terry and I and then we brought you guys in, we were like 800 strong, 900 on a weekend. And they were like oh, yeah, lying around the building, bro, yeah. to get in. I mean, Buzz was the spot when we were there. Oh, know? speaking of lying around the building, I had a funny story about Buzz. I'll never forget this. Uh, so Georgie had to bring me outside and we were trying to figure out you know who we can bring in now this is where we're going to go backstage everybody backstage alert we're going to tell you a little bit of a secret back in the day how we had to bring people in so any (laughs) cliche you probably heard is probably correct what i'm about to say so basically um georgie brings me outside and says hey man i need you to help get this crowd in we need people he goes make sure you find the most attractive people to bring in. I'm like, oh shit, okay. So, and he goes here, and then try to sell these passes for this or that or whatever it was. So my dumbass goes, all right, Georgie, I got this. Georgie, always the upsell master. <laughs> I was like, all right, Georgie, I got this. I hold up, and I shit you not, I hold up the tickets and say, does anybody want to get in for $25? I'd never seen an older man run so fast back over with me and looking like he was going to rip my guts out. Georgie comes to me and says, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, oh, shit. He goes, don't say that, this and that. So I learned something, Promotion 101, that wasn't really something we needed to offer. It wasn't yeah. something we were supposed to offer, and I got in big fucking trouble for it. So... For you newcomers out there that want to promote, make sure that you don't open your mouth until you know every single detail. Don't take it into your own hands because you will get smacked and your reputation might be on the line for something stupid like that. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, uh, you know, over the my career, I've learned from, you know, and promoters and I have had our challenges. <laughs> we can get into that later. Um, but the reality of it is, you know, I learned through promotion is you know, never give it away for free because they expect it every weekend, you know? So at the end of the day, make them want to be there, but don't give it away for free because then they expect it every weekend. And when they don't get it, Mm -hmm. then they're upset, you know, then they're mad, you know? So we made Buzz, I mean, dude, we made Buzz the place to be. That's what what we did, you know, between Terry, myself, you know, um, the owners of Buzz, you guys coming in, we made it and Murph. You big you Murph, talked about, baby. Big Murph. You yeah, talked hey, about Murph. Hey, happy birthday hey, again, brother! He it, got two shoutouts on two shows. Happy, yeah. Hey, yeah. listen, I I listen to your podcast, basically. I, I I do my homework, and uh, you know Murph, man, he was he was a Southside king of p- promoting parties. Yes, he was. And uh, when we had him and 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 all these people, you know, it was really about. It wasn't about what we gave away. It was about that's the place you need to be because that's mm. where the party is. Yeah, and that's really you know that's really what it's about about promotion. It's not about what can you give them for free. It's about you know m- how do you make them feel that that's the place to be. Tonight, Correct mm-hmm. ab- above everything else. Yeah, and that's you know and that's something that you know what me and Rec have learned. And I'm gonna throw Brad in there. Bebonics. What up? Bebebebebebebebonics. And. You know, we came up with strategies and um, we talked about, okay, our goal to get people down in the city 
was more of a challenge than anything because people listening to the podcast, I live about 40 minutes outside of downtown. All right. And that's pretty much, you know, I've been outside. I lived in the city when growing up, moved to the suburbs and I'm, you know, going to the gigs. It's 30 minutes out. And obviously when you live in the burbs, you have friends in the burbs that lived in the burbs their whole life. Now think about that. Rural suburban kids going to a big city. They don't want to do it. You got to sell them on something to get them out there. So what do you do? Hey, what? What are you talking about? Well, my watch is trying to get involved in this conversation. (laughs) She said she doesn't understand that. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really impressed because I muted all my stuff. I'm like, this is going to be embarrassing if my phone starts going off. I'm going to have to turn off my, uh, my watch, my watch. The government's listening, by the way, everybody. Uh, I, I have no other word but bougie. It's just like so bougie. It's, it's so bad because it's not about the music anymore. It's not about the party for people anymore. It's, it's all about you know how many chicks I can get numbers from, how do I look to people, you know, and it's, and the the owners are just like, you know, how do I get the cheapest entertainment possible? It's just, you know, anyway, listen, you know, I always tell everybody, you'll never hear G complain or cry about the situation right now. It's funny because when I go out to clubs, you know, either it's my girlfriend or whoever's with me, They'll, they'll see me analyzing the DJ DJing and I'll be the first one I, and I'm just there I could be there just for a just and they don't know who I am they don't know I'm even there and I'll be in South Florida and I'll just watch a DJ and I'll be watching these guys and I just get so aggravated sometimes and mm-hmm. it's just like I'll walk up to him like bro take the auto sync off take the auto sync off please mm-hmm. just just blend bro just blend um, I'm not a purist, man. I don't. I'm not into the. You know, you got to have vinyl. I mean, listen. When you had decks, when you had CDs, you had a. You had to get the pitch control right. You Correct. still had a blend. Yeah. You know, I mean, you still had a blend. Whether it was CDs, I don't care if it's CDs. I don't care if it's jump drives. You still got a blend. Yeah. You know. Um, and it is what it is, man. I, you know, listen. The 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 club industry has evolved, and you know what? I don't want to be the the you know the, the guy. That is like, oh, he's just ancient and he's pissed off. You know, I'm not that guy. You know, at the end of the day, I understand things evolve. What I would reach out and tell the young people that are coming up today is like, it's not about, yes, you have the technology available to you to be able to do these things, but at some point, you still want to learn the craft. Correct. And it's I, the craft. And, and I agree, the craft starts with one of two things because you got two sides of everything. You have. You have the production side. If you just want to be an actual audio engineer, producer, awesome. If you want to be a DJ only, awesome. But learn the craft of both where it started and appreciate it. And that's one thing, you know, going back to the Brad story and everything, how we how we all talked about trying to get people in the buzz. Yeah. I let off there for some odd reason. The G-bombs. I'm blaming the G-bombs. But anywho. <laughs> most people do. Don't worry. Don't worry. I was waiting for the... You're good, Rob. Most people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. You're behind. I'm behind. So, no, what we did, we strategized. We tried bringing people in by flyering. Hey, we'll carpool. 
hey, why don't you guys do this? Hey, we got a VIP. If you guys bring five people carpool and say you're carpooling, we'll give you this deal on this bottle. Yeah, yeah. You know, shit like that. And, you know, when we went on, when me and I'll never forget the 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 first day I went on that buzz before we exit buzz here on that story. I the, the best story I ever had was when I went on after Terry. And that was phenomenal. I was looking for my fucking record, Teenage Wasteland, the remix she did. And she told me that there, it was a white label and there was only like 226 ever made. And mm-hmm. I have one of them. She goes, I can't believe you have one of them. I go, I fucking do. I got it the first day. And it was, I think I got it at Super Dance or Mix a Lot. So it was one of the two. And it was, I think it was Super Dance because I had a, I had Super a bin Dance. There. Yeah. I, I, I had a bin there and it was right next to Bad Boy Bill. Me and Rec, Ask Rec that yeah, story. Yeah. We had our own holding bin. And hey, super dance or hot jams, man. Had to be. That's the spot. Yeah. Those were the spots. Hot Those, jams, super dance for the south side. Yeah. If you went downtown, it's import records. And, and you know, eat, gramophone. Gra- gramophone, another level. Yep. Um, so yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of awesome spots, and that's what I miss doing, to be honest with you. I miss record shopping. All my records are in that storage to your to your left there. And I tell you what. I want to go through those records, but I don't because I'm going to be like, I want to fucking play right now. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have no tables. I mean, well, that, know, that's the problem. You know, and, you know, and listen, man, a lot of people. I don't because, have my tables no more. Because Damn I've been it. in the game so, so long. You know, a lot of people are surprised to hear me step on the soapbox about this, but yep. I get it, man. Like, listen, the industry evolves, technology, evol- technology evolves, okay? Mm-hmm. And you have to evolve with it, right? And so I got to be honest, I, you know, I, I don't hate the technology. I love the technology, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I am appreciative that I don't have to carry 10 crates of records with me when I go do a show. Yeah. When I'm touring, I don't have to bring all these records and stole them, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So for me, I embrace that part of the technology. I'm okay. I, I appreciate the fact that I can throw my whole discography and all of my yeah. mixes on a jump drive and have backup jump drives and I can just plug in with some CDJs and go crazy. Yes. You know? But there's a there's a crossing point, right? There's a there's a point where when does technology need to, when do you need to stop with the technology and still allow the craft to take over, right? I'm glad you bring that up because what really, you know, gets me a lot. I mean, I have friends and shout out to Brian S, by the way. Um, I'm going to be getting to some shout outs here later. Me and G have some shout outs to give, but I want to give a shout out to Brian S because this story relates to him. He, me and me and him are on WhatsApp. And if you guys don't have WhatsApp out there, I highly recommend getting it because it's great for business. It, it's, it's worldwide. It's global. So no matter where you are in the world, you don't have to worry about paying for anything. And this is not a WhatsApp commercial, but WhatsApp, if you're listening, I got you. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, you know, me and Brian do voice notes and it's easier because if you don't like talking on the phone, but you want to get your point across mm-hmm. and you you need some, you know, whether it's a business thing, yo, gee, what's up? Hey, man, um, thinking about coming down to Miami, which we're going to talk about later as well. Yeah. Um, we're going to come down to Miami, going to the Winter Music Conference. Um, I have an idea for this, this, and this, and this. Hit me back up and let me know what you think. And by the way, here's a video and a document I was talking about. Boom. All in one shot. Yep. Now it's everywhere. Everywhere. You can group you, you can group video chat with everybody for business meetings. You can send group voice notes. 
if you don't have this tool, G, if you don't have it, download that shit now. But I know this ad paid for by WhatsApp. <laughs> like that? That's my radio voice. Right. Do it, do it one more time. Do it one more time. This ad paid for by WhatsApp. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, that and, and and I use WhatsApp for another. It's it's not encrypted, so you know exactly. Be shady. Yep. Right. <laughs> mm. That's what I mean, man. Cheers. Salud. Salud. There it is. So you guys are probably hearing a lot of this. You're hearing a lot of this. If you hear any of that, that's because we're getting into the story. You're hearing a lot of that. That's what we do here on the House of X City Podcast. So Rob's not keeping up with the GCP. Oh, hey. You you here with the DB. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) Dr. Bass is in the house. (laughs) There it is. There it is. But yeah, I mean, uh, getting, like I said... We're getting we're getting deep into the industry right now, and and that buzz story, going back is when I went on after Terry Bristol Teenage Wasteland. I didn't have the record that day. I don't know why I didn't bring that crate. I'm so fucking pissed. <laughs> well, that was bring a problem, that right? It I mean, was that's a problem. A problem she with wanted the to sign it. She yeah. just signed it. We're gonna take a picture. It was gonna be like holy shit. I was one of 226 people in the world that have that record. It meant a lot to me. Yeah. And yeah. go shit. And uh, shit you not. She played it. She had two more tracks to go. She played it for me. And I went in from that. So, I mean, after but t- I got but Terry's, on. Started- I can tell you, Terry's, you know, I've worked for with her for many years. I worked with Psycho Bitch for many years. Yeah. Because um, Georgie managed them. Mm-hmm. And he managed me and Todd Miner together. Mm-hmm. So he managed all of us. Shout out to Todd Miner, by the way. Uh, my brother. We'll we'll get into Todd Miner later. And, and I can't tell you what that guy did for my, mm-hmm. my career. Um, but that being said, uh, Terry is the most gentle you know, down to earth person she in the sure world, is, man. and she is the greatest. I mean, I, I did uh, radio podcasts actually when many many years ago, uh, when Terry and I first got coupled up with Music Plant Records, mm-hmm. um, we went on this radio tour together and kind of did all these you know podcast radios and internet radio stations and then uh, c- celestial radio stations, and we just kind of promoted our new partnership. Sure, um, and uh, she was. You know, uh, just like you understand, like I was the same way. When I look at Terry Bristol and Psycho Bitch, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like Fucking crowbar, man. It's crowbar, dude. Yeah. It's like, you know. And so, um, you know, when we got paired up and we started doing these things like like Buzz, it was like you really got to see the human side. And, you know, she was, she was always very, you know, forthright with advice and she was very understanding about where i wanted to go and she saw my vision and sometimes the vision where i wanted to go with it you know she had played a track and i'm taking over and i want to go to a different direction she would ask me why are you doing that and i would give her my input and she'd be like oh i get it i get it so she was always open to just as much as i was open to learning from her sure she was open to understanding where my vision was and like Oh, I know where he's going. I got that. Okay, that's a good vibe. You know, so she was really great. So Terry, you know, she's always been uh, sweet to me. She's always uh, responded back to me on any of my fo- uh, Facebook, even back in the day, MySpace. I mean, oh, back in the fucking day, man. Like I was, I was 12. <laughs> he was I 12. I want to just keep reiterating I was 12. If you were 12, I wasn't born All yet. four of my kids are going to be listening to this going, <laughs> God, Dad, you're so old. Stop. <laughs> See another thing too that that people need to know is that you know G's family to me like like Nico shout out to Nico he couldn't be here today because he should have been here his motherfucking ass is sleeping he should have okay, been here yeah I said are you coming over he goes if he needed hey, money this. if he needed money he'd have been here <laughs> Nico fuck you man for not being here you dick. if he needed money and he knew his old man was here he would have been here 
<laughs> he's here in spirit though he's in the background laying on the floor sleeping too so it would have been either way he would have been sleeping if he was here anyways right mm-hmm. nico you damn right because i would have had a comfy couch for you over there yep. with the damn blackhawks blanket you've been passed out snoring and plenty and, of whiskey and plenty of whiskey yeah he would have loved that and some permanent marker on your face there it is <laughs> so I, I got on with terry or, or after terry i should say and i was i was happy man she played teenage wasteland i get on i'm playing the crowd's going crazy and i'm like this is fucking great my first time ever on first time ever psycho bitch probably about five six minutes into my set comes up spits on her hand and fucking grabs my ass and says oh you got a nice ass for a male motherfucker (laughs) yeah that sounds about right that sounds about right Psycho bitch, if you're listening, and I, I hope G hits you up on this, uh, you know, just going to give one out there. What's up, motherfuckers? Oh, I almost yeah. said the other one. No, that's it, man. Yep. That's it. That, that, up, was that was her tagline. That was her tagline. That was her tagline. bitch. Yep. I almost fucked that shit up in the beginning, though. Hey, once again, G bombs. Can yep. I get that little little tingle again? Yeah. yeah. Little, little tingle. I'm empty. <laughs> I'm filling up. You're, 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 you're not I'm doing too bad it. tonight. You're not I'm doing too to, bad. I'm not doing too bad. Too bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back in the karma days, dude. You know, I would go and see Terry and Psycho DJing, and it was an incredible show, man. You know, it was incredible. Karma was karma. Was about, a, I'm gonna refill my G. My, my oh, G okay, one. you do yours, and then I'm gonna do mine. Uh, karma was incredible, man. You know, I, Karma. I got to see her DJing with Terry and Psycho, and I saw that magic between them two. Um, and then you know. I've gone to Crowbar when they reopened and saw Todd Miner DJ with Terry and Psycho. And that's really where, you know, Todd and I really got introduced together. So, um, you know, it was a great time, man. Those were good times back then, you know. But you but you got to move forward, you know. You got to move forward and uh, you got to keep ev- – you, you, it's, it's all about evolution. Um, you can't live in the past. I, I tell DJs that all the time. Um, that's probably one of the reasons why, you know – I'm not where I'm at with a certain label anymore because, you know, for me, I wanted to keep pushing to what was the future, what was what was new, what was going on, you know. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. I just I just refilled. Did you see that fill me? I just did for you? Woo. Did you see that fill yes, I just I did it, for man. you? You you did great. I was still rushing though. I want to make sure. Good thing you could post you could do post production on this interview. <laughs> no, man. This is this is live on cut unfiltered, baby. I gotta I gotta stick with it. This is what podcasts are all about. This is what it should be. This is what it should be, yeah. You know, yeah. like all right, I'm not gonna make you toot my horn real quick, but you said some off the air that you wanna see from me. And what is that? You want me to be based off of what other well, podcasts you know, I, I, I got to tell you there you know the one thing listen first of all the first thing the reason why I'm doing this is because I got a call from an old friend right and Rob Rob and I go way back and way back. so one thing about me that people know is you know I, I I'm always there for my people you know he is um, 100% out of anyone I know and you know that that's just the way I've always been. That's the way my father raised me. You know, you always look out for other people because at the end of the day, one day you're going to need them, and you never know. Where, you know, you never know. You, they'll remember the good things you did for them. Um, so first and foremost, you know, I, I, Rob's a friend of mine, and and so when he called me and asked me, I want to do this. The other thing I love about Rob is that you know, and I'm just not trying to stroke the guy right now because I'm in his basement <laughs> drinking G bombs. Although this is like some weird video we could be doing right now. Um, <laughs> 
The reality of it is, man, you know, he's very passionate about, you know, I used to watch you DJ. I used to watch actually Rec and all you guys, man. You know, all you guys were Bebonics. All you guys were very passionate about what you guys did. That's why I loved you guys from Structure Music. I saw the passion in all three of you. And, uh, you know, when I talked about, you know, when I talked, when Rob called me and talked to me about this, I could hear the passion in his voice about doing this podcast. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, dude, you know, I'm, a, I'm an avid Joe Rogan podcast watcher. I love that guy. He's batshit crazy. And that's why I love him, you know, but he speaks the reality of life. And, uh, and, and I told him, I said, dude, you could be the Joe Rogan of dance music. You really could. Uh, because there really isn't anywhere where artists can come and just put it out there, you know, yeah. and talk about the truth. The, yes, absolutely. It, not it, about it, not about what the fluff is. Sure. But the truth. Yes. Everything from, you know, let's keep it real, guys. Anybody yes. that's in the business knows. Listen, I'm sending you shots of me and, you know, California and I'm taking selfies, but really I'm sleeping in a hotel room. You know, you know, eating dinner in the hotel room. It's it's a rough life, Torin. Yeah. Um, it's not easy. And um, these podcasts, you know, especially the angle that Rob's taking, which I appreciate, is gee, I don't want to talk about the fluff. I want to talk about the reality of it. I right. want to talk about the reality of the business. I want to talk about you know the 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 pitfalls and be yourself. Yeah, basically. and the things yeah. and the things where a new artist or a new DJ getting into the business really falls into and how that can affect them. And they have to be prepared for those things. And don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not a complainer. I'm like I'm very blessed to have met the people I've met and and been introduced into the business uh because of the people I met. But you have to understand that you know there are pitfalls. It's not it, it's not the glam and glory. Sure, um, and that's another thing we're going to tell about for newcomers. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I, you know, it's it's uh, you know, it's funny because I'll tell people like I've been in relationships and the, you know they'll see my posts. And I'm like, listen, it's you got to understand part of this business. It's smoke and mirrors, and that's the truth of it, man. That's the reality of it. You're selling a brand. You're selling an image, and so you know that you know not a lot of artists will talk about this. I don't give a fuck because yeah. I got mine. <laughs> so I'll tell the truth. And the truth is it is smoke and mirrors, man. You, you've got to promote yourself as this certain lifestyle. And sometimes it's, it's a snake. It'll turn and bite you, you know, um, for sure. You know, I've gone through a lot of personal things because of the lifestyle. Sure. Uh, but the reality of it is uh, it's all driven by the passion, right? So the passion for music and the passion of the art and uh, you know, a lot of people need to remember that it's it. You know, you you know, when you want to be an actor, uh, I was I just saw the Judy Garland movie actually. It was pretty incredible. You know, mm. um, you know, as as a young actress, she was put through so much as a child star. But there was one scene where you know, Mayor says to her, the the head of the studio says to her, like literally had her backstage on the Wizard of Oz set by herself and said i was there when you accepted this you knew what you were getting into sure and so i i like really connected with that it's like you know what you're getting into so don't don't play stupid you know don't play dumb yeah you know the sacrifices that come with it you know but it's all driven by the passion right so correct she wanted, yeah, yeah she wanted to act she wanted to be a star 
that was her passion. That was her drive. And she didn't let nobody stop her. No. And, nobody. And she did what she had to do. Of course. Um, a lot of sacrifice. Oh, my God. Big yeah. word, sacrifice. Can you sacrifice? Yeah, that's and that's what it's about, man. I mean, at the end of the day, but is it driven by passion? And that's what I think a lot of artists and DJs really need to connect with these days. Some people don't understand what sacrifice means. They can go down three different doorways and open up all the doors and still not, still not understand. But it's actually the door behind them they should have went through. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and you know what? It is what it is, man. You know, I don't, you know, I don't judge today's up and comers. I, I, I just, you know, I just look at how they perform and the shows that they do and I'll judge them on their performance. Correct. Can't um, judge passion. Yeah. You, you, you can't judge passion, you know, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, if you're going to get into this business, you have to have the passion. You have to want it. Whether that's, you know, DJing, uh, a music producer, a podcaster, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. You got to have the passion. And I really appreciate, uh, you know, you complimenting me and, and recognizing me as someone that could be the next Joe Rogan of the electronic dance music scene. Uh, I'm going to take another EDM. I'm going to make another g on while you're doing this. EDM or electronic <laughs> dance music. Tell me there's a difference. When someone says to you, hey, man, I like electronic dance music, and then you have that other person that comes up and says, I like EDM. Please tell everybody there is a difference of that verbiage and language when it comes to to the electronic Listen, music industry. I, I'm going to make this very simple for everybody. And this is just my personal take on this. Please. This Here, while you say take. this, I'll make your drink for you. Okay. All right. I will say this. Um, the simplicity of it is this. I've been in this game for so long. I have seen genres come and re-be over. I have seen high energy dance music. I have seen disco. I have seen deep house. I have seen soulful house. I have seen progressive. I have seen turn it into EDM. It's just music, guys. Let me not bust your bubbles right now. It's just music. Stop worrying about the classification or the genre of it. It's just a vibe, right? So whether the vibe is a more soulful house vibe or whether the vibe is an EDM or we call it EDM today, but tomorrow maybe progressive again or progressive unlimited. God knows what tag sure. they'll put on it. Yep. It's it's just the vibe of music that's that's really rolling right now. But it's all and and I'll tell you, Todd Miner taught me this. Uh, we 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 had so many good conversations. We'll get into those later. But Todd Miner once told me, "Gee, I don't give a shit what you call it. It's drum and bass, motherfucker. <laughs> it's drums and bass. Drums and bass drive the track." Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. And you can give it any title you fucking want. But it's drums and bass. Mm -hmm. Now you lay on a good vocal track, then that could be an EDM record, or it could be a progressive record, or it could be a house record. It doesn't matter. It's how the it's how the track flows. But it's just drums and bass. And that's what drives it. For sure. And if you look at all the, the hit records, man, to this date, you go back and listen to anything. I don't care if you listen to Michael Jackson. If you look at a Michael Jackson right now, and you pull up Billie Jean. Mm -hmm. What is Billie it? Billie Jean. But, but it's not even about the vocal. Yeah. Drums and bass. It's drums and bass. That's all it is. It's drum and bass. Yep. It's just drum and bass, bro. It's true. It's just Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mean, I got to work with Billy Myers, who produced Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mean, he told me. Shout out to? Bill Myers. 
and we'll get into that too that's another great story that i've been very blessed to be yeah in. i can't wait for that one but um it's just you know it's all drum and bass it's all the musicality of it you know and, people, and before you continue uh for those people wondering like who the hell is he right now while you're waiting and you're listening if you can multitask and listen what where can they look him up at bill myers music Look him up right now. The first paragraph, you're going to get mind blown. And tell him a little teaser before we get there. Uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, Capitol Records, Michael Jackson. Look him up. He's the guy. Madonna. He was the lead crew. Yeah, he toured with Madonna into the group tour. Madonna. He did Live Aid. It was incredible. Live Aid. We all know Live Aid. I'll be right back. Keep me going. All right, so you know he told me some some crazy shit when it comes to to uh, Bill Myers music, right? So overall, when I went to Bill Bill Myers music, I looked up. I'm like, look at all these freaking artists. He had a story about a lot of these freaking artists that he worked with, and he'll get about or uh, G will talk about Capitol Records here shortly. But uh, while he's uh, out the room for a minute, I want to let everyone know what we got coming up here in the show. We are definitely going to talk about how the G bombs were made. We got some more deep industry stories to talk about, more advice for you newcomers. We're going to have a whole segment about newcomers, what you all should look out for, what you should do, how you should promote, and you might need to spend some money to get out there. So remember that. Keep that in mind. Also, we have a sign a contract segment. Make sure to stay tuned for that, what to look out for, how to read a contract, how to do a contract. We will get into that. And then good old G is going to talk about his label. And he's going to be talking about what demos he's going to be looking for, what, you know, don't suck. And uh, you might he might become uh, a friend and family member of G. You never know. There it is. There it is. You never know. You never know. Um, and then later in the show, if we have time, which, you know what, there ain't no time limit on the podcast. Joe Rogan, I have a time limit. Why should I? Never. Is, hey, right? you got a full bottle. You got a full <laughs> bottle over there. We're good. Yeah. We we put a big dent in it too. We did, yeah, big one. Um, would you rather? Oh God, you know, I'm like need, for I'm example, a couple more of those. If you're just tuning in, I don't know why you would skip ahead in this podcast. But if you're just tuning in, would you rather? And we're not talking about who would you rather have sex with. So let's. Uh, why let's, is that always associated with me? I know, right? So uh, why you know what? Before we get into the next segment, because I want to get into influencers, and let's go from. The long road from then to now, how do you handle adversity? Coming up next here on the House Jack City Podcast backstage. Um, then we're going to talk about G-bombs, how they were made. So we got a lot yeah. of stuff to talk about here. We got an awesome show for you guys. Like We're only I'm gonna give you about four hours. I'm going to give you about four hours of Dude. content. Just you know, go with it. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> We got this. I we're, want your first show to be the good show, man. It, this is. I want to set the bar signature. for everybody else. You damn right. You <laughs> damn right. And then you know when I'm at the Grammys and accepting my Oscar, there and you everything go. else, there you guys you will be up there. Make sure that uh, GCP is uh, announcing well, me. On I'll do. The stage. I'll do the entrance music for you. I'll produce it, <laughs> please. I want. I want that. I can't. I can't wait. So let's get into it, man. Let's talk about uh, influencers. How did you know overall? Did GCP become GCP? Who influenced you throughout your career and of now? I think you already talked about Terry. Terry's yeah, one yeah. of them. Cycle bitch, Georgie. Yeah. Um. You know, Todd. So, how? Well, I'll tell you. Let's talk about GCP's influence. The, the, <laughs> the interest. Uh, the, here's the interesting story that I tell people that you know the biggest question I get when I'm on tour is, how did you get into music? How did you get into the business? 
Um, and it's a, it's a pretty funny story, actually. Um, so literally, I was a kid in high school that I was a big geek. The girls wouldn't talk to me, and I loved the girls, and the girls didn't love me. Um, that, and that's the truth. This well, is GCP the, has a heart. Yeah, Everyone yeah. Should love oh, I tried. Yeah, I tried that. That, that wasn't working too because before then wow. I was it wasn't GCP yet. So, um, and so you know I started going to places to like meet girls in high school, and one of the places, and actually I, I grew up in Tinley Park, mm-hmm. and one of the Tinley places, Park, Illinois. Yep, and then. Uh, one of the places that everybody hung out on Saturday was the Tinley Park Roller Rink. Roller Rinks, man. Man, yeah, now I'm showing my age. I probably <laughs> I'm shouldn't be, my I, age I too, probably man. shouldn't be going down Bebonics, this road. Bebonics, wreck, you all know this. You I, know where I, I'm coming I got from. new records to sell. I probably shouldn't be going down this road, but for you, brother, I'm going to do this. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go to the Roller Rink, and you know, back in that time, uh, Celestial Radio, you didn't have XM, you didn't have Sirius. Um, you know, most white American kids were listening to WLS or the rock station. You know, most of it was top 40 rock, right? So when I went to the roller rink, I started hearing music I had never heard before. I I heard, uh, you know, Rapper's Delight. I heard Michael Jackson, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. I heard the Gap Band. I heard Earth, Wind & Fire, September. And I heard these long extended dance versions. And I was like, my God. God, what is this music? I've never heard anything like it. So here I am trying to pick up chicks, but I really got exposed to this music that I had never heard before. And so I went up to the DJ and I was like, hey man, I really need, like, what is this stuff? I, I know this sounds crazy. And he basically was like, oh, look, this is this 12 inch maxi single, and this is the. I said, where do I buy these things? Now, for the young kids listening, Back in the day, there was this thing called a record store. Probably may not know what that is. Record store, and you and it was in your mall <laughs> near you. Yes, and uh, you would go in the record store, and there was a section called twelve-inch dance singles. Twelve-inch, not what you think. Yes, yeah, not what you think. And so as a kid, I went in there and I started looking at these records and I started, you know, with my little Peasley, you know, uh, allowance I had and whatever money I could scrape together. A dollar, would, dollar a week? Yeah, I would start buying these <laughs> dance records. So it took you 12 weeks to get one record. Well, I partnered up, actually I partnered up with my, my buddy, Kevin Purdy, who he was into it too. He was there and he was into it. So we started buying. So I bought it one, I bought a couple records one week. He bought a couple rec- records one week. Kevin? Yeah, Kevin. Shout out Kevin. Kevin. Kevin Purdy. Shinley Park alumni. So we would, uh, we started this little, and, and by the time, you know, maybe in about three months, four months, we had a little milk crate going. You know, mm-hmm. little, you know how that goes, bass. Oh milk yeah, crate. oh yeah. The ones that like to break off, like yeah. when you put too many the, records yeah, in, and the, then the, you're like, the Fuck. handles break. You know, yep. and then your girlfriend's that, complaining because you got making her carry crates that are cut into her hand. Did you ever step on any of your records when they break out of that milk crate? Do you ever step? I stepped. They on never two broke of them. out of the I bottom. I never broke for me. any. I always broke. The but handles. I stepped on them. I always broke the handles. Okay. I never broke the crate themselves. Oh, the crate itself broke. And you know when you you know you should probably change your records when the when the crate is black, but then it turns really white. Mm-hmm. You know it's about to crack. Yeah, it's you know the, what I'm talking about. It's that good old plastic. It's, yeah. it's getting it's getting fatigued. Yep, and that's what I mean. And yeah, that so, that's, that should happen. 
So anyway, so I started my little record collection, and there was another place I hung out. It was called, okay, I'm going to take all you Southside oh, people back shit. to it. It's called Jukebox Saturday Night. It was in Oak Forest, <laughs> Illinois. And I used to go there. He was only 12, everybody. I was only 12. <laughs> Remember, I lied about my age to get in there. So this was the hot spot where all the high schools, Oak Forest High School, Tilly Park, this is a hot spot where everybody came on a Sunday night for teen night. Mm-hmm. So like I had to be there, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm trying to, you know, I'm a freshman in high school trying to pick up chicks. And so I'm trying to learn it, you know. So I'm like hanging out, thinking I'm cool, a little fedora on. I don't know what the hell I was doing. I'm out of yeah, my mind. Yeah, you huh? I'm out of my mind. <laughs> and so... One night I show up and the bouncer's DJ and he's playing the most horrific music I ever heard. The bouncer's DJ. The bouncer is DJ. The DJ didn't show up. He's like, just DJ hey, wasn't there. Hey, we need you to go up there and play and, some and music. And might I add, the DJ's name, this is gonna be this DJ is gonna bouncer? be epic. DJ no, Bouncer? Nope. You ready? I'm gonna I'm gonna hear bass laugh right now. Ready? The DJ's name was Jammin G. No. Exactly. I knew you would appreciate that. No. Yes, that's where the G came from. No. Yes, no. that is where the G came from. Not everybody knows that story. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm actually shit. telling this for the first time because oh, House because Jack City backstage exclusive. Ladies it gentlemen. is really it's really because I have a couple G bombs in me and I've never told this story publicly on a radio station. <laughs> so for you, I'd do this. You heard it first here on the House Jack City podcast backstage once again. <laughs> so brought to you by WhatsApp. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Red Bull now. And we're Red gonna Bull. get we're gonna Sugar get Red free. Bull. So um so I go up to the DJ booth and I and I know the guy and I go, Tiny, what are you doing, man? This is horrendous. There's like seven hundred kids here and they're already like booing you. He goes, Gino quit. Gino quit. He quit. <laughs> he took all the records and it's all I got is these four Gino quit. And all I got is these four albums. So I'm looking, he's got like the Grease album. He's got, no. I mean, yeah, dude. It's no. like, like, dude, you cannot play the Grease album and the Saturday Night Fever album. You cannot, you cannot play this for this crowd. So mm. I tell him, I said, Tiny, look, I got a little collection. I live 10 minutes from here. I can go get my little milk crate and I'll bring it to you. And you can use my records. No He's, shit. He said, if you do that, I will get your free cover for a year. No shit. Okay, I'm in. I'm like, I'm a teenage and, and, kid. And how much was it when I, you were 12? Five bucks. I think it was five bucks to get five in. Five bucks to get yeah. in? That was a lot of money when so you were 12. So it was five bucks. You yeah, know, I'm going to say five bucks. And no, I'm five, be, five bucks is five bucks. But I'm listen, sorry. Who but wants but to pay to get in? You know in? how it goes, man. Yeah. You, can oh, wa- you can walk in and not pay cover. And oh, chicks you know are like, that. who's this guy? Yeah. Not paying cover. Who the fuck is this guy? You're not paying cover. Good old Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, so that was my mind. So I go home in my little Plymouth Grand Fury. You know, I drive home. I get my little mid crate. My father goes, what are you doing? Driving when he's 12, by the way, everybody. Yeah, I was driving with 12. I said, I gotta go bring these records to the, to the club. You're out of your mind. My father was like, you're out of your mind. What are you doing? Whatever, Kev, whatever. Be home by 12. Okay. So I go to the club. So I start picking out records for Tiny to play. I'm like, play track two, play track three. Here's, you know, I'm pulling out AEIOU. I'm playing out. Dude, I'm pu- pulling out like uh, Shalimar. I'm playing out stuff that like nobody's, you know, he's he has no idea what that is. Finally. Oh yeah, dude, I'm playing all that stuff. So I'm giving him, and he finally says to me, he's like, dude, why don't I just teach you how to run the board? And then you and you play the music. Just do it. I, and then I can go back to bouncing. And then GCP was born. And I was like, okay. So he showed me, and 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 G was not born yet. 
G was running the board, and then he came up to me, and he handed me a piece of paper, and he said, hey, I need you to make an announcement that this car, this license plate, left their lights on. I said, okay, how do I do that? And he said, here's the microphone. And anybody that knows me <laughs> knows, oh, now this makes sense. So he says, make this announcement. So I get on the microphone. He shows me how to turn the mic up, and I make this announcement. You know, this license plate, your lights are on. Yeah. And at that point, dude, it seemed like the whole club froze. And every hot chick in the bar was looking at me. For the first time in my life, everybody was paying attention to me. Yeah. And it was at that moment I said, I got to be G. <laughs> I got to be Jam and G for Gino. And then it was Jam and G at first. And then when I signed with Georgie, he's like, we got to get rid of the Jam and thing. That's like 1970 stuff. Yeah. So we're going to bring your name into it, Cavelli. And we're going to call. And I said, well, I still love G. You know, everybody knows me as G. I was G before it was cool being G. Sure. I was before sure. before Dre was G. I only these, know you as G. Yeah. It, listen, That's I tell it. everybody. I mean, I know who you are, but yeah, I only know you as no, G. No, it's funny because people <laughs> always say, your name is George and I say yeah but only the police my ex-wives or my mother when she was mad at me would call me George so <laughs> like I don't, I'm called Robert so I don't Kyle, listen, yeah I don't listen to any, yeah I don't listen to any yeah. of it so when I hear George I just run away yeah so um but the reality of it is that's how it started man I mean it started with just me trying to be you know noticed but I but I but I grew to be passionate and fall in love with the music yeah and that's where it started, that, that that passion. And then from there, you know, I went and bought my first DJ gear and I literally locked myself in my room for seven, eight months. I remember doing it, man. And I just took those 1200s and I just taught myself how to blend and how to, you know, how to put records. And then it's just not about blending. It's about yeah. programming, oh, right? Sure, yeah, that's yeah. the next part, you know. Yep. So, you know, I just kind of hold my craft, man, for a long time. And then. You know, did a lot of Southside jobs for free and paid my dues, and then it just kind of started taking off from there. So you said something very important just a second ago: pay your dues. Oh, That's yeah. something that needs to be talked about to newcomers. And I, I, I I'm going to be bouncing back and forth, so people need to understand. In this industry, on this podcast, you can't stick with one story without having a sub story. For sure. So you're you're, you're going to hear a lot of sub stories then going back to the main story so remember that because this industry is fast paced always has been fast paced and there's so much to talk about that i don't want to leave, leave out any content for everyone that's backstage vip access right now once again here on the house tech city podcast i'm your host rob eggers dr bass as people know me here with g cavelli from the g cavelli project GLR Records just launched, baby. We're going to talk about that here on the show later. And uh, we got a lot of time here left. We're only on the almost hour mark here. And we here have we go. a lot of fucking good content. You're going to have a lot man. of stock. You can I'd actually do two shows out of this I, interview. I probably could. <laughs> part one and part two. I like that. Thank you. Let's go four hours so I can take a fucking vacation. I'll come back tomorrow. We'll finish up. <laughs> I mean, I got Miami coming. I want to talk about that too. Yeah, so for I, sure, I, man. I, I got to make sure I write that shit down. I'm going to put that on the top here so you guys can hear this. Miami. You hear the pen writing right now. It's, so it's real. Miami circled. And I need to say talk for sure. Faux show. Faux show. Faux show. As G would say, faux yeah, show. Faux show. So, uh, newcomers, you know, please stay tuned in. 
And if you haven't already, share. And also, if you have not already, okay, another thing I want to talk about newcomers, I'm going to do this right now, this little read. So when you network on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, I highly recommend everybody, okay, because it's more of a artist, musician-based thing. Make sure you follow me on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, and Instagram at Dr. Bass Music. You can listen to all the previous Mix Show podcasts on SoundCloud and MixCloud. Also, make sure to follow the Facebook page at the House Jack City Podcast. I will be posting videos here soon. I post pregame, postgame, mix shows, teasers, everything on the Facebook. And when I start getting booked at other places, I will have deals for everyone that is following the page. So make sure to follow my Facebook page. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to Audio Hive Podcasting. Uh, the owner is Brian McKender, runs a professional podcasting studio with live streaming compatibilities with all the equipment you'll ever need to run a podcast. For more info, hit up Brian at 815-603-5176 or by email at brian at audiohivepodcasting.com. I was just there yesterday and gee, let me tell you, this this podcasting studio he made is genius. Like no one else is doing it right now in the Chicagoland area. Yeah. As hardcore as he's doing it, he has everything set up for you and it's reasonable pricing. And for what we're doing here is just more of an audio podcast. But I want to let everyone know right now in the future, within the next few podcasts, I will be having live, live, and I mean live content for everybody on unfiltered be broadcast live on facebook instagram and youtube and please i know i don't have a youtube page active as of yet but i'm working on it i just want to make sure that everything is copacetic and professional and i will have that up soon so please be patient on the youtube channel because i know everyone loves youtube i love youtube i go to youtube i love youtube too i love YouTube. i watch all my joe rogan podcasts that's what i mean youtube you have to have youtube so youtube is coming soon and uh, make sure to hit up Brian. He's an awesome guy. He He's very responsive. Hit him back. Very reasonable. Great studio. He will give you a free consultation. You can come in, check out the studio. No charge to you just for checking it out. So shout out to Brian at Audio Hive. Thank you. It was a good time. Oh, I know, I know. I got to make drink a drink. Is empty. That's the GCP. It's, it's empty. It's empty. It's empty. I do the shout outs. Hey, go ahead, G. Give out some shout outs. I know you want to shout out a few people, including Todd Biner. Yeah, well, first of all, you know, shout out to my brother, Todd Miner. I miss him. Uh, we had a great run together, and he was a great mentor to me. And uh, I can't, I can't, there's not enough love in my heart to give for that guy. Uh, Corey Johnson out in Michigan, my new promotional manager. He's uh, helping me head up the new label. And uh, we got that going on. So, uh, you know, and then all my kids that are uh, in uh, Chi Town hey, here. Sleeping. And sleeping, that should have been here, Nico. Oh, Nico. Yeah, shout out to Nico. Shout out to Nico. Well, last time he was out with me, he got in trouble with his wife, so, you know. Well, I did too. This happens when dad gets, you know, dad comes into town. Nico, your father's here. (laughs) Love you, turtle. Uh, So, let's get into, all right, I'm off, I'm off mic, hold on, true podcast. He's off mic, he's making a G-bomb, God bless him. He's holding strong. That's what I love about bass. He holds strong. I always hold strong, baby. You know that. Always. So, all right. Let's see here. What we got going on here? Let me get the pages out here. We got uh, newcomer's advice coming up. You know what? We're getting right into 
Speaking of G-bombs, just made one. What the hell? How the hell How the hell G-bombs, G-Bombs made come? and why are they worldwide <laughs> right now, baby? I'll tell you. Everywhere it's, we go, it, hey, can I get a G-bomb? Someone's like, uh, what's in that? Oh, I heard of that before. It's, yeah, it's called the G-bomb. It's crazy, man. It's crazy how this has taken off. So I was working at a club on the south side on 127th and Cicero, I think it was. I, I The, the old upstairs lounge. It was rain nightclub. It was upstairs. It was graffiti. It was right above the rolling, uh, right above the ice rink there. In I think it was Crestwood. Crestwood wasn't it Eclipse at one point? It was too? Eclipse too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I DJ there yeah. for a while. Actually, Eclipse. Yes, yeah. it was. I think it was when it was Eclipse is when uh, this happened. Yeah, so structured was, music was there for probably about a year. Yeah, there was a there yeah. was a bartender manager, Candace, who I got done doing my set, and I came back and I. They had another, I think either Xavier was going up or somebody else was going up. And I came back and she's like, uh, hey, do you you got a shot you like? I said, well, yeah. She's like, you don't have your own shots? And that's when I first, I had just released my first CD. Yeah. I just released it. Mm -hmm. And actually I was promoting it at Eclipse. And I said, what do you mean do I have my own shot? She's like, well, you got your own CD out. You should have your own shot. I said, well, I don't have my own shot. She says, well, what do you like to drink? And at the time, Bacardi O was out. I used to like O-Bombs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bacardi Remember O-Bombs? O, yeah. You're showing your age, bro. <laughs> I mean, By the I was way, only 12 just for the I record, we were, we were having O-Bombs in our baby <laughs> bottles because we were that's that right. young. Sucking on them, uh, them, yeah. them nipple titties. You yes. know what I'm saying? Them nipple titties. <laughs> so um, she said, well, how do we turn an O-Bomb into a G-Bomb? So she poured the O-Bombs. Mm-hmm. And we had tried anything behind the bar that started with a G. And she had tried a couple things, and they were nasty. And then she said, oh, grenadine. Let's try grenadine. And the first time, it was a lot of grenadine. It was just nasty. I'm like, oh, that's nasty. She's like, okay. And right at that same time, remember the chef Emeril? Oh, my God. Where he would go, (laughs) bam, bam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just, that was huge then. She goes, maybe we need to do the, like the emerald thing, just a bam of grenadine. Mm. So I said, okay, let's do that. So she, she made three O-bombs, and she just went bam, 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 bam. And I tasted it, and I'm like, oh, that's the shit right there. Yeah. And so that night, the owner did a G-bomb special, and they were handing out O-bombs with just dash of grenadine. That's how I think I was introduced. I think you were. And that was phenomenal. And, and then and, and then they the sold G-bomb. out. They went out. So then when th- then we f- fast forward to Buzz. Mm-hmm. When I went to Buzz, we started G-bombs there. I yeah. carried it there. <clears throat> the funny thing about it is the owner, Frankie, came to us. Good old us, Frankie. Good old Frankie. Came to us and said, dude, the liquor supplier just came to me and said, how in the fuck have you gone through so many cases of Bacardi Orange in the last four weeks. <laughs> and Frankie said, G-bombs. G-bombs, baby. And so from that point, the rep got involved. And then Red Bull at one point actually sponsored a couple shows of mine because I was sponsoring G-bombs. That's why I have a Red Bull fridge in my apartment in South Florida right now. Official Red Bull fridge. Can't wait to see it. And, um, and, and dude, so that just kind of took off that way. And then so wherever I go, no matter what show I'm doing, I introduce the G-bomb and... People love them. You know, I mean, it's funny. Uh, my promotional manager, he used to live in South Florida, but he moved back to Michigan. Uh, and 
I introduced him to the G-bomb and now he called me from Michigan just like, okay, what's in a G-bomb again? Cause I've got like 30 people that want to do one. Wow. And so they're, they're drinking G-bombs in Michigan right now. See, that's what I mean. Worldwide. Now I had a drink, a similar situation. And no, he's actually drinking the drink. I'm not, I'm not behind. So people know that he's mm-hmm. drinking the drink. You heard the ice. Just want to clarify that real quick. Ah, so good, man. So good. So if you hear any, you know, so slurring or blah, 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 going on the podcast, it's all about the G bombs, baby. Remember but, that. But let me say medically, <laughs> <laughs> because you are a doctor. I am. I am. And you can verify. Yes, this. doctor of base. And actually, many doctors have verified this for me. Yes. So the beautiful thing about the G bomb is the Bacardi Limon or Tangerine, if you're lucky. Right behind me, by the way. Brings your metabolism down, your heart rate down, you want to go to bed. But the Red Bull comes right back and jacks it right back up. Yeah, but it's sugar-free. So you're, it's sugar-free. sugar-free. Yeah, because we're trying to watch our weight. Yep. And so... <laughs> trying to watch my figure for sure. And so you you can go all night. You're good. Mm-hmm. Don't believe all those stories you hear about. No, it, yeah, exactly. But where was I? I totally forgot. I think we need to talk about... Um, the new guys and i think we should talk about contracts i think that's a important part oh yeah i think that's going to be that i think that's going to be the discussion that i think a lot of people need to hear oh yeah what i was gonna say before we get into that it was my my drink the robski very quick very easy i was at a party one day and someone said the same thing very similar hey man you're a dj you used to have your own drink i go i never heard of that before but okay make up a drink i go well the robski what the fuck's a Robski? I don't know. So I literally made up something at that moment. There was vodka, squirt, and a bag of sugar. So what I did was pour the, the vodka in with sugar. Or excuse me, with, with squirt. And then I poured some sugar in there, took a spoon, stirred it, and it volcanoed. And it spilled out of the glass. Nice. It was really cool. Wow. So I had a patent to move. said, y'all want a Robski? And it was like, yo, make a Robski, bro. Yo, and it was like, it makes a volcano. It's really cool. So I ended up making the Robski and did that every time, knowing that it was going to volcano. And it came out and people loved it. So I said, I got to make this drink in the sink. I don't want to, you know, get all over the counter, blah, blah, blah. So people loved it. So the Robski is squirt, vodka, and then you splash some sugar in, a teaspoon of sugar, and stir it immediately, and you'll see it volcano up. Nice. It's really cool. So there you go. That's the story I was getting into. So you know what? I want to get deep now. I want to get more into the newcomer things, because I know the newcomers that are listening right now that are looking to get into the scene and really want to do it right and listen to our advice. And remember, everything we're about to say is our opinions or the experience that we already have been through. We are not going to give any information out to you newcomers that is not at all real, that is bullshit coming out of our mouth. We are literally giving you our experience, our knowledge. And I've been in the scene for 20 years. Gee, how long have you been in the scene for overall? Uh, I started when I was four years old, so I've been in for 35 years. <laughs> Why? Why you ask the old man how long he been in his business? I'm gotcha, trying to bitch. sell. Gotcha, bitch. I, I'm trying to sell records. <laughs> yeah, gotcha, bitch. So, um, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, G. I didn't mean to do that. No, it's okay, brother. Listen, everybody that knows me, that's listen. You listen. Anyone that's listening, they've party with me. They're like, oh, we all know G. We know G. <laughs> I'm having a good time here. Everyone, you are listening to the House Jack City podcast here. 
the backstage portion of the House Jack City brand. And if you haven't already and you love house music, make sure you tune in to the House Jack City podcast every Friday for my podcast. The good old House Jack City, baby. So this one that just released, uh, House Jack City, episode 13, Dr. Bass, my new mix. I tell you what, it is, I, I'm in love with it. My girlfriend loves it. Everyone loves it. So far, I've been getting some good feedback, some good, you know, my boy Jeremy, good old uh, Profanus out there, DJ Wicked from Structure Music has even hit me up and said, yo, 16, 17 minutes in, and that's the uh, language right now, 16, 17 minutes in, there's no track number anymore, guys, so remember that, it is a straight track, there is no tracks, remember that back in the day when we made some- tracks some mixed cds we had like yo man i got 47 tracks on there and you go track one track two track three on the cds we can't do that shit no more Mm. it's no such thing it's all digital now so you know hey make sure you go listen to all the mixes i have some guest djs on there brian s was on there kid rec dj moon and gee we got a mix coming up soon with you as well right oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna start i'm gonna start dropping that stuff to you. i can't wait man i'm gonna start dropping it all to you and, and, and we got some other exclusive uh, news we're going to be talking about, too. Me coming down to Florida. Oh, yeah. Possibly going to Miami here. And we're going to be in the studio together soon. So yes. watch out for that. That's going to be good. So Dr. Bass might be uh, signing a track on GLR. You never know. So we're ready to rock, man. We'll get there. So everyone stay tuned for that. We got a lot of shit. So newcomers, get ready because we are about to tell you what the fuck to do and what the fuck to don't. So here's our section Lord. of do's and don'ts. There is a lot of don'ts. And we are going to, and we're going to, I just want to let everyone know, this is the main segment. This is your, it's not the finale, but it is your peak of this podcast. The do's and don'ts for newcomers in this industry. Let's go. Let's start with the don'ts. Thank you for listening to part one of two of the House Jack City podcast backstage with G. Cavelli and the G. Cavelli Project. For part two, check out my SoundCloud at Dr. Bass Music.